You want to find the Old Testament book of Ruth because our Advent series of messages is an Advent drama taken out of the wonderful little Old Testament book of Ruth and, and chapter 2. If you're not wise, Christmas can be a time of poor choices. We've probably all done this a little. For all we do to wrap the holidays in, in warm sentiment and festoon it with tinsel and garland tensions, and pressures often boil over at Christmas time. Have you noticed that? Unreasonable expectations are aroused in children and adults alike. Financial pressures can increase, and unhealthy behaviors often make unwelcome visits during Christmas. Family dysfunctions flare up, odd relatives show up, tempers blow up, we eat junk food and the kids throw up. Sometimes down your back, over the seat of the car, within a few miles of the big gathering at Granny's house, don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> and then you add drunkenness and gluttony as well. And because of these things, it's often hard to be merry at Christmas or it's impossible to have a happy new year. I broke a chair at my sister-in-law's house one year during a rousing game of Pictionary at Christmas time. It was the same year that I broke the plumbing too. Again, don't ask me how. The next year, to be funny, I showed up with a big pipe wrench. Kind of still irks me that nobody found my clever gesture funny. To me, I don't think it's funny when I'm trying to be funny and my people don't think I'm funny. You might want to keep that in mind. Just drains all the holiday warm and fuzzy right out of you. Times like that, it's easy to make bad choices. That's what I'm saying. Christmas can be a bad choice time. Pressures can be a bad choice time. Life can be a bad choice time. Poverty can be a, a time of poor choices. First church I pastored uh, after we're married, it was a little small church out west of uh, town in Ohio, and it was a little modest parsonage and had a little modest salary. Nice people, they were good to us. They allowed me to have an additional job to get by when we were young and things were tight. And sometimes things were very thin. It was kind of like paycheck to paycheck. And I remember once when things were so thin that we had, we had gas, but we didn't have much food. And I called my sister and her husband, who's a pastor down the road about 30 minutes away, and I asked them if they wanted to get together, and they said they, didn't, they had food, but they didn't have gas. I'm like, well, that works out fine. We'll take our gas and come down there, and you can give us your food. <laughs> Literally happened. So we had macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese sandwiches because the food they had was government cheese that was given to them. Now, you know you're poor, right, when you're eating grilled cheese sandwiches and macaroni and cheese with your family. So you, you can tell by looking at me, I've had a few meals since then. Some in their church had given them that. We made the most of it, but I can tell you this, that being poor and hungry gets old. And it gets old really fast, especially at Christmas time. Times like that, when you're poor and hungry or hurt, it's easy to make bad choices. And, and you know where I'm going with this, right? Ruth and Naomi had a choice to make. We talked about it last week. When we closed the last act of our drama, Ruth and Naomi were poor and they were hungry. It's hard to be poor and hungry. And when you're poor or hungry or lonely or vulnerable or oppressed or sad or depressed or abused or mistreated, powerless and hurt, it's easy to complicate your life by adding bad choices. 
And it's easy to make bad choices. Can I get a groan from the people? Yeah, it's easy. Bad choices are easy. It often comes like following God's way is kind of the hard way sometimes. There's always another way that's easier, a way that appeals to our desire for pleasure or ease or other desires that would involve sin. And our first unfiltered reactions are often sinful and foolish, and they make things worse. And that's true with Ruth. She could have turned back to Moab. This story would not be fun to read if she had done that. That's true of Naomi. We get, to, we get a little glimpse of Naomi's wrestling with despair, and she could have given in to despair, and she could have turned her back on God. In the first act of the Advent drama of Ruth, there's a famine and three sad, hungry, desperate widows weeping on the road from Moab to Bethlehem. And one turns back, but Ruth joins Naomi in her bitter hardship and returns to Bethlehem at the time of the barley harvest. What would befall these vulnerable widows and this woman from the despised Moabites? How would this work out? They were hungry, and they had left, or Naomi and her family,